Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, May 5th. Yesterday was Star Wars Day, and continuing with that outer space theme, on this date in 1961, astronaut Alan Shepard Jr. became America's first space traveler. He made a 15-minute suborbital flight aboard Mercury Capsule Freedom 7. And by the way, today is World Password Day. It's a great reminder to change that password, all of those passwords, and make sure you're avoiding some of those obvious ones like password or pets, family names, that sort of thing. Of course, when you use a bad password, you make it just too easy for those hackers to get access to your private info. Now let's get to that first alert forecast on this Thursday. And good Thursday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Starting out warm and muggy this morning with temperatures in the upper 60s and low 70s. We'll be in the upper 80s at lunchtime and at least at 90 for most inland spots, if not in the low 90s this afternoon. Small chance of a shower thunderstorm late today. Rain chance today only about 20%. So the big story today, the heat and the humidity. Tomorrow, another hot day at 90 degrees, but the best chance of rain is going to come in late in the day. And there will be some scattered showers and storms late Friday afternoon, Friday evening plans heads up on that get into the weekend temperatures start to come down a little bit so a few showers and storms on saturday at 85 for mother's day on sunday all sunshine and a little cooler with highs in the upper 70s you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news now let's get to your morning headlines aisha tyler and michael higdon have a look at your morning headlines With the Supreme Court likely just two months away from stripping abortion rights, lawmakers on both sides are working to strengthen their polarizing positions. Americans in about two dozen states will likely lose some or all abortion rights if the court overturns Roe v. Wade later this year. In Washington, congressional Democrats don't have the numbers to put abortion rights into law, but they plan on holding a vote anyway with midterm elections just a few months away. By making people vote on this issue that matters to so many people, we've got a chance now maybe to change the makeup of who's in the United States Senate. The court's final decision is expected in June or July. Dozens of people showed up in downtown Charleston last night with signs and a message following this week's news of the Supreme Court potentially overturning Roe versus Wade. Now the goal, they say, is to stop that vote and leave the decision up to each individual woman. Melissa Rademacher has a recap of the rally. The people said it's all about making their voices heard. They gathered for about an hour and a half at the corner of Meeting and Broad Streets. Charleston City Police officers were also there. Planned Parenthood representatives spoke at the rally, and people shared some personal stories as well. People talked about the importance of using their voices not only at this protest, but also at the polls, something that some say they have already been doing for years. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham also spoke on the topic this week, explaining if overturned, the topic will go to the state level. This goes beyond just ideology and and beliefs. This actually affects people's health especially in a nation in which uh, black and Hispanic and Latinx people, especially women, are they, we have such a high level of uh, maternal mortality rate, especially here in South Carolina. Now so, right now, let's absorb this decision. I'm pro-life, yeah. but uh, before 1973, it was a state decision, and I don't see 60 votes to ban abortion. Organizers say they are planning another event for May 14th and will release details about it soon. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News.
The Attorney General's office says a grand jury has issued three new indictments related to Alec Murdoch. Four new charges are against Murdoch. They all involve criminal conspiracy. This is in addition to the more than 70 he already faces. In these new charges, he's accused of conspiring with the CEO of Palmetto State Bank to misappropriate almost $2 million of other people's money. The CEO of the bank is named Russell Lafitte. These are the first charges he is facing. The push to legalize medical marijuana in South Carolina is now officially dead for this year. The House of Representatives started its debate yesterday with around a thousand amendments filed against the bill. But before they even got to a single amendment, Republican John McCravey contended that bill was out of order because it would generate a 6% sales tax. Now, state law requires any bill that generates revenue originate in the House, but this is a Senate bill. Now, the House Speaker pro tem ruled in McCravey's favor and in an attempt to appeal his ruling failed in a close 59 to 50 vote. We, we suffered a setback procedurally in the House today. Um, I can't cry about it. I can't pout about it. I can't go back and lash out and try to hurt other people's bills. That's not productive. I just need to find out a way to get this thing on the merits up or down in the House, and that's what I'll be working on. This year's regular legislative session will end next week, so another medical cannabis bill would need to be refiled next year. Two education bills have successfully passed in the State House. The Senate passed a bill that would give extra money to education majors. Those students would be eligible for Life and Palmetto Fellow scholarships. Students with Life Education scholarships could receive up to an additional $2,500 a year beginning their sophomore year until they graduate from a four- or five-year program. The amount increases to $3,300 a year under the Palmetto Fellow scholarship. Right now, only math and science majors are eligible for those scholarships. Meanwhile, the House also passed a bill that would require 30 minutes of free time every day for elementary and special education teachers. The bill that bans transgender students from women's sports in South Carolina is close to becoming law. It will require athletes at the middle, high school, and college levels to compete on teams that corresponds to their gender at birth. The House will need to agree to any changes made by the Senate before it heads to the governor's desk. The bill that would ban Carolina squat has passed unanimously. It will ban people from making the front fender more than four inches above the height of the rear fender, giving a vehicle a tilted or squatted look. The bill now goes to the governor for either his signature or veto. A group of young professionals in a Charleston-based leadership program are being challenged to make an impact on our community. Lauren Quinlan spoke with the team leaders who say they're working with a local nonprofit that's doing their part to protect marine life in the Charleston Harbor. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. The team is partnering with the nonprofit Wounded Nature to help them reach their financial goal to retrieve a sunken vessel in the Charleston Harbor. They're saying this vessel was causing damage to the area. The environmental nonprofit focuses on coastal cleanups and rehabilitation in critical areas that most people can't access. Whit Jones, director of Wounded Nature, says sunken or abandoned boats leave debris that's toxic for the environment, impacting wildlife and even navigation. Shrimp and fish live in the tidal marshes, and toxins in the form of microplastics, for example, are often ingested by the fish. Jones says removing the debris will create a healthier environment. The current project is to remove a two-year-old sunken boat, which Wounded Nature and their partnering group has named the Rusty. 
The sunken boat is out near the James Island connector, very close to where other boats sail in and out, which is dangerous for boats navigating the waters in that area. Jones says they have the plan, but now they need the funding. We continue to face resource challenges, and the more problematic boats, the bigger boats, the longer they're sunk, they cost more. So the Rusty has been down for two years. It's going to be full of sand and fluff mud, uh, and so it's going to be pretty hard to raise and then, you know, pump out and get it out of there. The nonprofit says they are asking the state to help them with a longer-term approach to abandoned vessels in South Carolina. For now, they are doing this on their own and calling on the community for help. By raising these funds and getting it out of the water, um, we're giving back, right, to the local fishermen that we love, to the shellfish population, to the marshlands, and to these waterways that we enjoy so much and feed back into the tourism that feeds our economy. The nonprofit is looking for additional funding to help them clear the backlog of sunken and abandoned boats in the area. For more information on how you can help, visit our website at live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. Let's have a little history lesson this morning. On this date in 1925, school teacher John Scopes was charged in Tennessee with violating a state law prohibiting the teaching of evolution. He was found guilty, but that conviction was later set aside. And in 2014, a narrowly divided Supreme Court upheld Christian prayers at the start of local council meetings. Now to some birthdays. Broadcast journalist Brian Williams turns 63 today. Actress Tina Yothers of Family Ties is 49. Soul singer Adele is 34. And R&B singer Chris Brown is 33. Happy birthday to them all, and thanks again to you for joining us for Morning, Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning, Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.